Great, so hi everyone. It's so great to see all your faces. Um, my name is Bella. This is Mariah, as Beth told you. Um, and we're sisters, so it's kind of funny. It's like sisterhood with sisters. So um, it's such an honor and a privilege to be here with all of you guys. Um, so thankful to Beth and Emma and Pastor Becca and Caitlin and everybody on the women's team. They're just, they just work so hard to provide community for you ladies. So thank you to all the leaders that are just um, leading tables and offering that support. So this is, yeah, this is family and it, we're family. So it's even more fitting to, to be here with you all. So tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself, Isabella. Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you. Well, as you know, my name is Bella Stebbins. Um, I just got married uh, a year ago? Yeah. So it's been a year. So I know everything there is to know about marriage. No, I don't. Um, there's a little picture of me and my husband on our wedding day. You probably, a lot of you probably know Josh. A lot of times I'm like talking to somebody and I'm like, oh, I just met you. Like my husband's Josh. And they're like, oh yeah, we know Josh. Like, so he's just so great at connecting with people. So, um, I work here on staff as the associate worship pastor. So it's just fun to be able to use my gift in that way and work alongside with Ben Cruz. So yeah, it's funny because we used kind of used to both be shy to be in front of people. And isn't it just like God to make us worship leaders? <laughs> so totally the Lord. It's totally the Lord. So yeah, uh, as she mentioned, I'm Mariah. I am actually at the Egan campus as the worship leader there. And I've just come up on three years uh, in September being at that campus. And I absolutely love it. My husband, Josiah, is also in ministry here at River Valley. He is in Connections and he does Egan as well as online campus. Uh, as you can see behind me, there's a couple pictures. Uh, I also have an almost 14 month old. We do together. <laughs> and uh, his name is Truman. And and he's just a joy boy. That's, yeah. So that's from his first birthday in late August, and he keeps us on our toes. I'm sure many of you know what that's like. Uh, yeah, so before we dive in, I just want to pray for us. We can never communicate with the Lord too much. So could you just bow your heads with me, and we're going to pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you that you are here in this room, that your presence is with us. Uh, I just pray that you would turn our eyes and our hearts and our ears toward you, uh, that every word spoken would be uh, your words, Lord, not ours. And Lord, that it would penetrate deep into the hearts of every woman here, that there would be something that she takes away uh, and is encouraged by to live more like you, Jesus. That's what we're asking. And it's in your precious name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Okay, so week three of sisterhood and our teaching today is called Water of Life. And the passage of scripture we're talking about is actually found in John 4. And so I wanna just give a little bit more context to this for everyone. If it's a familiar story for you, great. If not, great. And uh, Jesus and the woman at the well is what this story is about. So in this chapter, there's a Samaritan woman and she's at the well and Jesus is, uh, he's actually waited very, very patiently uh, and singled her out and gone up and asked her for, uh, to draw some water for him. And this is actually really shocking to her because she's a Samaritan and he is not and she's also a woman and he is not and so there's a lot of things at play here in this exchange that uh, are just not done they're just not done so it makes it even more miraculous uh, that he's he singled her out and that he wants to speak to her and ask for that uh, but she also has a story as we all do right and her story is kind of complex she 
is a sinner just like all of us, but she's not saved by grace. She doesn't know who Jesus is yet. Um, she also has a couple of different things that maybe she is, has been secretive about that people don't know. And um, so she's aware of all of this as he's speaking with her. And he goes, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Okay, well now she's even more confused. What is he talking about, living water? Okay, and so this is where our key verse picks up in John 4, it's verse 13 and 14. It says, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Isn't that beautiful? Little illustration, because I like those. Uh, You know when you're at like a sporting event or you're at the fair or like some big public gathering and maybe you can't bring your own things inside because you know that's how they do. They want to make some money. Um, And you're just super tired and um, you're like, man, what do I get here? And there's maybe a Sprite and there's a water. Well, they look pretty similar. I mean, man, when you're parched, when you're super exhausted, when you've been sweating, um, you have the option to take either of those things, but how many of us know that Sprite and water, while they're both clear, and Sprite can definitely hydrate you a little bit, um, they're not the same thing. And why is that? That's because there's no substitute for water when you're hot and thirsty. There just really isn't, right? We need it to survive, and God designed us that way, which is so amazing. Um, The act of drinking water and experiencing thirst are really common and beautiful uh, just pictures that God gives us throughout Scripture, and I think that what they convey is dependence. They convey dependence on Him, which is so cool. He knows that we need that. Even in Psalm 63, uh, verses 1 and 2, it says, God, you're my God, and earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. Even in in a dry and weary land where there's no water, we want God, right? And so um, while we understand that we have this inherent need for physical water, right? There's also an amazing parallel because there's a God-created inner thirst in all of us. And that's things that, man, people are just thirsty. We are. We're all thirsty for something. We strive. We reach. We, we search. We long for things. We just all have a God-created inner thirst for something. Uh, but the living water The living water is the lasting remedy. That's what we're going to find as we read that scripture uh, and we talk about, we unpack that a little bit more. Um, And so here are a few things that scripture actually tells us about the living water. What is the living water, right? Well, the water of life is free, first and foremost. It's free, okay? And... um, Man, do you ever notice, back to these sporting events and these places that you go to where there's businesses, like, how much are they charging for this water, you guys? It's not free. It's like $7. And we want it. We're going to buy it because it's essential, right? It's essential. Your kid is, like, sweating their face off, and you're like, well, I better buy you the water. You know, I've been there. And so um, it's definitely not free that kind of water, right? But Isaiah 55, one says, come all who are thirsty, come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? So what does that mean? Unlike that bottle of water, (laughs) uh, we can freely enter into a relationship with Jesus. It's free. But there's a, th- there's a thing to this. Someone had to pay the price right. for that water, right? For that access. And that was Jesus. 
He paid for that. Someone paid for that. Um, and God understood the value of his son's life, okay? He understood that. And that, that he couldn't, he knew that we couldn't ever afford to be in his presence on our own merit. He knew that. So he had to send Jesus. And I just think it's amazing that the living water has the power to cleanse us. Uh, it has the power to transform us. It does all of those things. And on top of that, it's 100% free. Isn't that a miracle? It's a miracle. Um, so another scripture I have for us is Revelation twenty two seventeen. It says, the spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. So what does this mean? We have an open invitation, you guys. We have an open invitation to receive salvation, to be in relationship with Jesus. He will not exclude anybody that comes to him. No one. And we can't bring anything, right, to save ourselves. We can't bring anything to justify ourselves, but we can take, we can take the salvation that he offers. Uh, and so a couple questions for us tonight is, are you thirsty for God and eternal life? Are you thirsty? Um, and do you want him? Those two questions. And if, if those are yes, then he just says, come, come. And someone might say, whether it's in this room or somewhere else. I don't know if I am worthy. Something that amazing, something free like that. Can I, are you sure? What's the catch? Because I don't know if I'm worthy or I wanna say yes, but my life's it's not quite what I want it to be right now. So can I just wait? Can I just wait and then I'll clean that up a little bit and then I'll come back and you know, I don't understand everything there is to know about Christian theology. You know, I know that I'm a sinner. Um, I, know, I know who God is. I know who Jesus is, but I don't know anything about communion really I don't know any you know just we we can complicate things but the scripture does not say anyone who is worthy it does not say anyone who has it all together anyone who understands scripture perfectly it says anyone who is thirsty come so let's remember that the second point for tonight is that the water of life is living in you and so uh, we look at John 7, 37 through 39, that says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. But up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And so this outflowing life, this abundance that we want, that we all strive for looking for something, right? Maybe it's not Jesus, but it's something. We all want something. And so this outflowing life and abundance comes in and through the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. That's what we have to know. And the amazing thing about the Spirit, about the Holy Spirit in us, is that it's not only a blessing for us that we receive, but it's also a source of blessing for other people. And that's what's so amazing that it's, it's never something that's just for us. It's always something that keeps giving. It keeps giving and it motivates our thoughts and our actions and our words. And how many of you know the world takes notice? They really do when we don't chase the same things as them. They really notice when we live sacrificially and generously. They really notice when uh, we don't gossip or go for the low-hanging fruit, right? They notice when we've got our minds fixed on the things above. Um, this is the takeaway I have for us, that the rivers of living water flowing in you, living in you, they will change the landscape of your life. So Isabella's gonna pick up where I left off here. Yes, good job, Mariah. <laughs> All right, so kind of additionally to the point um, that the water 
is living in you, um, to receive this gift of living water, we must know who who gives the living water, right? Who God is. And so just like Mariah was saying earlier, we've been given this gift freely without reservation. And so we need to grab a hold of it. We need to dive in our word. Just like she said, it doesn't matter if we, you know, really understand or comprehend the scripture right now, just begin to spend time with God. And most of you know how to do that or know what that looks like, but there might be some people here that are like, well, you know, how do I do that? How do I understand what God is? But he always brings those pieces into alignment if we just trust him and start making that effort to spend time with him. And so um, it, the verse says, whoever believes in me will receive the spirit. And so all people that didn't have access to the Holy Spirit, but just like she said earlier, but by sending Jesus, God has made a way where you know the Jews and the Gentiles can be in full relationship with him. So it's this beautiful exchange that happens, and God didn't have to send Jesus to make a way. He didn't have to, but just knowing that that's how much God cares for us, and he wants us to have a personal relationship with him, that motivates me to be like, okay, I want to give God my all then. I want to show him that just as much as he cares and, and made a way for me to have this free gift, I'm going to show him and I'm going to worship him with everything I have and exude um, his presence that is offered to me. And so um, we knowing that God gave us access to his Holy Spirit for our good and for our benefit. Um, I just have this story that I remember a time when I was in high school and, <laughs> and I took, decided to take a class called AP Statistics, which I don't even know what I was doing taking that class in the first place, but it was very hard. And I struggled a lot. I really couldn't comprehend what we were learning. And so my teacher, you know, just kind of knowing a lot of people kind of were having trouble, she was like, well, I have a tutoring option. It's for anybody. Anyone can come. You know, it's going to be at these times. Come and I'll give you, you know, really one-on-one -on -one learning so you can be able to understand. Well, I just decided not to go. I was like, man, that's just for me. I need to do that. Never woke up early. Never took the time to actually make the effort to go. And I got frustrated. I was still frustrated. I was struggling. And even though my teacher had laid perfectly out a way for me to be able to access that knowledge, access that learning, I didn't decide to take it. And I continued to struggle and I continued to fail. And so when I just showed up and when I finally made the effort to do my part, everything started making sense. Everything started falling into alignment. And my perspective changed because I was like, wow, now I actually am enjoying my life. I'm actually enjoying this class because I understand what it is. And so there's so much that, um, so much parallel in that to when I think about the Holy Spirit and, and being in the presence of God. He gave us that gift. It's a free gift. And if I don't decide to take action and really put that into practice, I'm missing out on so much of who God is. And so it just really challenged, challenges me in that moment. And so um, there's no shortcut to spiritual fulfillment. You can feel when you're out of step with Jesus. I know it. My husband knows it. My mom knows it. She has that sixth sense where she's like, mm, something's not right with you right now. And I'm like, I have been spending time with the Lord. And so once you really start filling yourself with the living word of God, with who he is, everything in your life starts falling into its rightful place. I start putting God in my rightful place. My relationships start flourishing. My mood even changes. I feel so much better. I feel so much more patient and happy. And it just is um, just really the root of where everything can kind of start for, for your life. So... 
um, sometimes we're our worst advocates when it comes to realizing we've been relying on something other than the Lord for way too long. And so I just even feel like communities like this, tables like this where you can have ladies who can be um, accountable for you to say like, are you putting the Lord in your rightful place? Are you really drawing from the source of the living water to really help you find fulfillment in your life? And so um, just for this last point, I'll leave you with, um, we can glorify God by living according to his word and spending time in his presence and letting the overflow of the spirit within us touch those around us. It's an overflow, you know, like out of the overflow of the, of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when there's things in my heart that aren't right and when I'm not feeling myself with the right things, things I don't wanna say can kind of come out. And so it's just a, it's just a good reminder. And so our next point is that the living water is eternal. And so we know that water, it's a constant moving force. Unless you do something to stop it or build a dam or anything, it's always constantly moving, constantly flowing. And um, also water is a way to refresh your body. Just like Mariah was saying, we all know how important water is to sustaining us. And so we look into this verse, Isaiah 12, 3, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And so I also tie that back to John 14 where it says, whoever drinks of the water that I give him never, will never thirst. And so God is our source that will never run dry. We know that. It's a promise that he gives us and that he, just like the water, he's constantly moving, constantly working and sustaining us and he never runs tired. We always think like sometimes I've been guilty of thinking like, oh God, like he won't you know, care about this or, or, you know, he won't have time for this. And that's such a lie. God is always going to be able to fulfill your exact need, your specific need, and it's never going to run out. He will always sustain you for anything that you need. And so just like we know that God constantly refreshes our lives and refreshes us when we're thirsting for him, there's an action when it says, you know, comes with drawing the water. So we must af- actively reach for the things of God because God's not just gonna wanna sit and meet our needs, you know, when we sit passively and wait for him to do it, you know, we have to get into prayer, we have to get into the word. And we can have joy drawing from the well of the Lord's salvation. We already know it's been paid, the debt has been paid, it's a free gift, and so there's no hesitation when it comes to reaching for the things of God, going to God, that he's never gonna turn you away. I know that there may have been people in your life that you've experienced where you know you felt like you've been a burden to them or you felt like you couldn't lean on them because you're too much or your problems are too much, but God is never gonna turn you away and he's never gonna say you're too much. And so it's just such, a, such an amazing reminder. And so as God's children, he welcomes us openly and gladly. And it's not a grueling task because all we need to do is just ask of our father. And um, his living water is always available to those who come before him. And we just have to take a hold of that free gift. So I'll just leave you with this. The living water is free. It's unearned and it's eternal salvation offered to us in Jesus Christ. And when we believe, when we come and when we drink, that there's no more trying, there's no more striving, and there's no more doing, and it will just flow through us as the Holy Spirit takes his place within us. And also beyond simply acknowledging that the woman at the well was a sinner and, you know, she needed a savior and, and Jesus in no point did he condemn her for that. But Jesus addresses the woman at the well. She, he addresses her thirst because he knows that she's a spiritual need. Just like all of us, we have a spiritual need that can only be satisfied by the Lord. And so he had answered for her and he has an answer for us. 
So only Jesus can fulfill the emptiness, any ache, and his gift is a promise of his blessing that is refreshing and lasting. So just like we drew all these parallels to living water, we know that as we come, God comes to live in us and through the Holy Spirit, God is going to be able to transform and renew us into people that we didn't even think we could be. You know, I have times where I'm like, wow, like I'm thinking about how I used to live and the things that I used to go to and how God has transformed me in in my mind, in my spirit. It's like two totally different people. And so it's just amazing that we can be able to live for and worship a savior who can do that for us. So the living water will eternally flow in us, through us, and we will always be able to be in relationship with him. So all of these things, it's such an amazing promise that we can hold on to tonight. And I just am so thankful that we can be able to worship in a space and talk about the Lord in a space where, you know, we know that some people around the world don't get to do this. And so even now, like knowing what an honor and a privilege it is to be able to actively and and devotingly and and also just freely going to the Lord to access him is such, it's such a gift. So Amen. As we end, I think we're going to go into some discussion time at your table. So before we do that, Isabella, would you pray us out? I would love to. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time, God. We thank you for um, your word, Lord. We thank you that you are the living water that flows in us, through us, that you are um, giving us a free gift, that you are living in us, God, and that you are eternal, Lord. There's no end to your power, to your glory, um, and to your greatness, Jesus. So we just lean into that right now. I pray for the discussion time, um, that there would be great conversations, God, that ladies would lean into who you are, Lord, and that um, there would just be a shift in this place, Lord, a shift in our hearts and our perspectives. If there's anything that we're holding on to, God, we would just offer it up to you tonight. We thank you for who you are. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.